When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we just got done watching Season 6, Episode 9, Battle of the Bastards. Uh, 99% awesome. That's what I'll say about it. That, that was a grim, bloody fable of an episode, man. It was epic. I mean, the worst thing you can say about it is it was kind of predictable. It, it largely Slightly. went down about how we wanted it to. But on the other hand, that kind of made it satisfying. Sure. Uh, the director, Miguel Sapochnik, do you recognize that name? No. Directed Hard Home last episode, or last last season. Sure. That makes sense. I feel like we give him all the epic episodes from here on out. Why not? I mean, this was a really balls-to-the-wall, tricky episode. Like, they're dragons fighting in formation. <laughs> uh, like, some really cr- I mean, crazy medieval combat, which, you know, you can see a lot of Braveheart in it. You can see a lot of... Um, uh, Gladiator in it. You can see even a lot of 300 in it uh, in the staging and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a lot of people pointed out, in the Knights of Ale rolled in a lot of uh, Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. Okay. Um, but, ah, I, I mean, what do you, you want to say? It felt like an epic, you know, uh, justice porn the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I see now why they had, you know, Danny kind of walking on that balcony last episode so they could save it all for yes. this one. And I forgive and just, that. I forgive that instantly. Yeah, sure. Uh, it it was interesting. I, I don't know if you want to start with Danny. We can, we yeah. can talk you yeah. know, about what goes down as well. Winterfell later. Might as well. But uh, yeah, so, so Danny, you know, she waits like 18 hours or something. <laughs> I don't know how long she waits, but a while. Mm-hmm. Just lets them attack the city and then, you know, meets with the masters and uh burns their ships and kills two of them i i was super stoked i mean it was as much as the winterfell battle was awesome this Mm -hmm. was just as awesome yeah and like when she the other dragons bust out they hear drogon uh raising a fracas and they bust out too and then they they get into like a a fighter wing element (laughs) like yeah yeah and then just rain hell down on one boat were were they trying to like impress the shit that's what i I, at first i thought what the fuck because they could be doing a lot more damage but then i realized what they were doing they were essentially trying to preserve as much of the fleet as possible but also set an example and knowing that Tyrion and gray worm and missandy are going to you know handle the commanders Uh uh i thought that was pretty good like you know, a lot of people widely speculated that uh, Tyrion was going to be called into the royal carpet a little bit, and he was. But yeah. also, he prevented Daenerys from making a classic Daenerys mistake. Uh-huh. And it feels like, feels like we're going to see a scene of uh, da- uh, Daenerys uh, leaving Marine for Westeros before the credits of the next episode you roll. Got, you got one more. I'm not sure yet. 
Uh, she's still got to get on the boats. That might take a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode she's got a little is just, do you like fracky. logistics? It's all going to be logistics. This is about it's right. going to be, you know, guys with check marks. They're planning how much food they need yep. for the journey. Yep. Tyrion's like, well, we don't want the Dothraki crushing the sure. whatever. The Dothraki, you're going to get the buddy system, make sure that everybody's loaded on and accounted mm-hmm. for. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, They're going to make sure everybody knows how to sail. They're gonna sure. Do, just in case. Every man has to be able to reef, steer, and, and uh, yeah, I, I I feel like that we're in, especially when next episode is going to be 70 minutes long. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty, I'm not asking for too much uh-huh. to see her and uh, Yara... And Tyrion. They had a real girl power moment here. They sure did. <laughs> that they was sure just did. girl power scene all the way. A lot of girl power in this episode. I, yeah. And, okay, that's the one thing that annoys me uh-huh. about Jon. Mm. I don't I don't know if you're ready to talk about this, but holy fuck, they this... made Jon so stupid. Why? Jon is such an idiot. Well, yeah. Because yes. he played right into Ramsay's hands, even after his sister warned him about it the night before. Yeah. Do you think, when? so when he did that and he looked down and he kind of like nodded, I'm like... I, in my mind, his internal monologue is like, "Yep, just like my dad, I'm a fucking dumbass. <laughs> this is what this is how I go this, out. This, this is for yeah, the second time. This is what Ned would do. This is what my uncle uh, Brandon would have done. Uh, this is what my grandfather Ricard would have done. This is mm-hmm. why us Starks get stomped on from yeah. time to time. And and honestly, that yeah, was I the one percent that wasn't awesome for me. So so it's not John. stupid Sansa. It's Sansa the Wise. Yeah." I mean, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, and save the day, too, with the, sure. the note to Littlefinger, which yeah. apparently was directly to Littlefinger. And why Why wouldn't she tell John at the I night? I don't be- that- fucking know. That's, yeah. that's the other part of that 1% stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder, I, I, yeah, I, I, number one, what is this going to cost them as far as what are they going to owe to Littlefinger? Oh. And- I don't know that they owe anything. I'm... I have this weird feeling that Littlefinger's story is now not about like Littlefinger and his rise to power and how he's so nefarious and like it's cunning. how he's going to want to. It's how like his love for the Stark women gets in the way of all that. Like he could have had the throne or it something. It would and be now... interesting if he is just so in love with her that I, I, feel I don't like that's get that. How it's going and that's yeah, that'll change how I feel about like him trading her to the Boltons and but yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe I don't know. And, and Littlefinger's one man. Like I feel like the yeah. you know the the Stark and uh, um, Aaron alliances go pretty deep. I mean that's how the last mm-hmm. rebellion went. So you know I feel like the Lords of the Vale kind of would want to do side against the or with the Starks against the Boltons. I was honestly sure. when uh, the Umbers rode forth in the battle, I thought for sure Braveheart moment. Right, we were going to get the Braveheart moment where the Irish <laughs> changed sides. But no, man, fucking Umbers and Karstarks were scum. Were Bolton suckers to the end. Like that's the thing. I I watch what they're doing on the battlefield, just like flaying yeah. these people, lighting them on fucking fire, yeah. and putting them out in front of the the. And they even like said, like, like when they marched Rickon out there, and I, some of the, it looks like some of the lords or the men were kind of disgusted at what they're doing, but none of that paid right? off, yeah. Yeah, no, they just played it straight. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Uh, one, Surprising. One pretty emotional part was like uh, one one dying. I thought that he yeah. was going to kind of make it through, and they're going to, you know, he was going to have to convalesce, obviously. But fucking Ramsey, one last moment of malice. Yep, arrow to the eye. It's, uh, it's rough, and I, you know, I, I expect him to maybe do a little more to break the lines, break mm. those shields. Like, come on, yeah, come on, one one. You well, got the this. other thing is, you know, if you got a giant, maybe cut down a tree, make him a big club, right? Because yeah. I would have loved Give to see them try and encircle them if he's swinging a telephone pole around, <laughs> right? You know, right? Uh, yeah, not so. I, I don't know. Uh, some of the the tactics were not uh, maybe the best it could have been, but it was exciting. Yeah, and man, it was bloody. And, sure was. And that and, scene where John was getting, getting trampled, I fucking got claustrophobic. John and Torben, like yeah. both of them were in the muck, and I'm yeah. just like, Torben's got a boot to his face. John's yeah. getting suffocated. It was I, like I, a bad I didn't concert. Think for a moment that he was going to die, but no, I was like, it, it made me feel claustrophobic. It made yeah. me feel very pinned in, and and the way they filmed yeah. that was very, you know, in the moment on the beaches of Normandy saving Private Ryan. Right. I think this uh, Sapochnik guy has got a gift for filming this action. It's really good. And he's got, you know, he can do, like, one-on-one battles. I mean, what, so, we're, you know, the, John's men took arrow after arrow after arrow. Do you, did it, was there any moment where your suspension of disbelief kind of faltered that, like, why, how is John, he doesn't have a shield. Right. He's, he's just getting just, lucky. I mean, that's entirely possible. Like, you're essentially dancing, you're walking right. between the raindrops. It's, yeah, I mean, it can happen. Yeah. It's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility, and it yeah. was just entirely luck. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't ever, like, have my, my disbelief, my suspension of disbelief broken there. I, I wish, I don't know. It was close, I, felt... I was thinking about it, but I, then I was like, you know what? He's either going to live or he's going to get hit by a bunch of arrows, and they're going to bring him back. Like, I, have, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people writing in saying they just couldn't get past John breaking ranks because they talked about how they dug, dumb. they dug trenches and defensive, and they left all that shit behind. And they did the ex- exact thing that they wanted Ramsey to do, which was get angry and, and that's charge what at Sansa, them. So it's like you know, and Davos too. I mean, Davos is partially to blame. Like if John does that and goes rogue, fucking let John die. Right. Like let John die and then just carry out the plan because yeah. it's your best shot at living. And I uh, best shot at winning this and getting Sansa back to Winterfell. It's like, I don't, I don't know if I, who yeah. I blame more, John or Davos at that well, point. Well, I mean, obviously John's a commander. He's, he shouldn't have put Davos in a position where, sure. you know, because that, that would be super demoralizing and medieval combat, you know, I've played enough of the battles of Westeros and the morale rolls can get you. They can. You they start, can. you break, you break uh, ranks, your unit's no longer stalwart, and pretty soon <laughs> you're, you're getting flanked and you're you getting have no defense. You're, you're getting fucked. Yep. Uh, so I get it. Like, he put him in, a, he was put in a tough position he shouldn't ever been put in. Yeah. And look at, and right. here, look at Davos. Davos finds out the bitter truth about Shireen. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, but he he holds his uh, responsibilities down. He, he shits his butt he, out. I mean, he, his guts just end up in those woods, but he's there for the battle. But, you know, he didn't go and, like, start shit with the Red Woman right then and there. Like, right. he, there's a battle. Like, he, unlike John, he mastered his personal feelings, yeah. and he's, uh, they, it, they won the battle because of it. Right, and I, I don't feel like it's totally out of character for John, especially when you see Hell your brother no. get killed right there in sure. front of you. You're going to get mad. I yeah. get it, but... Man, for the rest of your troops, for yeah. Sansa, the the sister who's still alive, mm-hmm. for the entire North, like fucking for for the entirety of the continent, for Westeros, you need to hold your shit together, man. So we got to talk about the other, I think, elephant in the room, uh, yeah, or, or the other, uh, you know, little girl in the room, 
Sansa, when John's swearing to protect her, uh-huh. said, no one can protect me. Yeah. No one can protect anyone. Mm-hmm. I think she's right. But that's that, that's got to be some Arya foreshadowing, right? No one. <laughs> no one can protect me. No one can protect anyone. Uh... We've Interesting, always... but she's not no one. She's Arya Stark. She, yeah, she so you've it. got you, this is a little bit of an android from Star Trek meltdown because you know no one can protect anyone. No, but no Arya Stark is no one, but she can protect. Um, do, we've everyone's been seeing. I just want to throw this out here. Everyone's been trying to figure out who Arya is going to kill, but maybe Arya's role is going to be like the shield, like say because that, that's also they okay. they had a very antagonistic relationship. Yeah. It would be interesting if uh, Arya plays the role of like Sansa Shield going forward. Yeah, and I can see that. They've I know Brienne's kind of playing that role now, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I again, the worst I can say about this episode is it's largely predictable because it kind of went down how mm-hmm. everybody. If I have a look at the, if I kind of tested the waters for the most popular theories, it was going to be Sansa wrote the Littlefinger, yeah. Knights of the Vale going to ride in in the last moment. Um, I am happy to see the alley-oop from John to Sansa where she she gets to actually mm-hmm. kill Ramsay, you know? I mean, she deserves it. Well, and I thought that was great, the whole, the, the the way they set that the hounds and they haven't eaten for seven days and Ramsay right. being my hounds will never attack me. And, like, nope. And then nope, they, they couldn't resist. Like, they love the exotic cuts, right? The cheeks. Sure. The balls. They, they just they sure. can't resist those sweet, sweet meats. Yeah. And I thought that days. was – I don't know – in my heart of hearts, I was hoping that Ramsey's never actually felt pain, and that he was just going to crumple like a baby when oh, John said, yeah. "Like just shit his pants." But he's very Joker and the Dark Knight, and like you know, John Snow's yeah. Batman, and he's just laughing and having a great time, mm-hmm. and he's still tormenting Sansa until the very end. But uh, so I guess that's okay. Ramsey's yeah. dead. We didn't see him die. No, we saw he's still him. alive. Get his cheeks eaten for sure. <laughs> Get his his jaws pulled off. You can survive with that cheeks. <laughs> I suppose you don't, so. need, you don't need cheeks to win the Game of Thrones. I think as much as you can see someone die in this show, we saw him die. <laughs> but we didn't see him die. Mm. And the red the red woman's still around. So yeah, you know, sure. She, Davos says one one too many mean things. Oh, Maybe she'll get a that's bug. That's what you did. No, you you raise him back to life. You feed you him to his him. dogs. You raise him back to life. You just that's that's how you punish a guy like Ramsay. Yeah. How how much of Ramsay do you need to bring him back? That's the question. How much has to be left? I don't. I don't know. Uh, one tooth. But I mean, that's like it, right? There were those two plot lines. It was Daenerys all day and Jon and Sansa all day. Yep. Uh, do you so let's talk about the ironborn thing a little bit um it does seem like for whatever like you know however many ships they need Tyrion's acting like that's going to be barely adequate Mm -hmm. so what does the Greyjoy? what is the euron Greyjoy plot line become at this point is that something are we gonna have a sea battle next year because could danny wins dragons win yeah yeah like it's like uh uh well, I mean, look at World War II to find out what happens when battleships go against aircraft carriers. Right. Before you even get to see Danny's ships, you're going to have yeah. three black shapes swooping in and raining hellfire on you. Right. You're, I, so it's like almost like Euron's plot is a little bit irrelevant at this point. Well, the interesting thing is, so, okay, let me let me propose this, maybe as a delay tactic to not get Danny to mm-hmm. Westeros. Is this a marriage alliance you're offering me? You're proposing? No, oh. no, it's my dick. Because you already <laughs> own half of, half a of bald move. I don't know what you hope to gain. Uh, no, I. <laughs> so I wonder if they're going to say, alright, well, 
we barely have enough ships. Uh-huh. It's not it's not quite enough. We could use some more. We know Euron's on his way here. Uh-huh. Let's just wait for him. Let's wait for him. Let's <sighs> do the same thing we did to the Masters, and let's take his ships for the extra that we need. Right? That feels a little too plausible, doesn't it? That's why you've you've got you're hanging your head and shaking it, going, "Oh my God, he's right." Yeah, that's a whole episode right there. Oh man. Yeah. Again, get the spreadsheets out and make sure you got enough boats. <laughs> I know. I mean, ah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I I don't know. That does sound plausible, but boy, it sure does sound unsatisfying to close out season yeah. six with Danny still being in fucking Marine. I'm with you. What if they do that? What if they just short shortcut it a little bit and he gets there? They have the battle, another epic battle. Uh, where she totally toasts him, and then, you know, at the very end, she starts setting off. Could be. I mean, as long as as long as at the end, at minute 69, yeah. or before, she has set sail officially to Westeros. Yeah. And, you know, because there's, like, she's got to set a ruling council marine, and she's got to have, you know, leave adequate defenses for them, and I don't think you she's can... She's got to make all the flags, like, all the... Sure. The dragon By masks. the way, fucking the intro next week better have the Stark sigil flying over the clockwork winter oh it better it better if they yeah. fucking don't change that yeah they've already got it i'll I mean I'll, I'll i'll volunteer to splice it in for you if you don't have the time guys <laughs> but i better see the stark direwolf uh, on top of the clockwork i think you will i really love that moment where the yeah the flayed man drops and the yeah because you know they had that same moment for uh ramsey when he took winterfell yeah so. it felt like that fo- classic photograph of like the soviet troops taking over the was it the reichstag the you know uh, Hitler's building and they're uh-huh. like dropping the, uh, oh, the swastika and they're raising the sickle and right. hammer. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I that was all great. Um, We're getting geared up for the sixth annual Summer Badass Fest, and while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy. We've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre, We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was, and those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. 
trying to think what else because uh, I, I felt like there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. Ah, whatever. Yeah, we'll get to it on Tuesday. We have plenty of time to think about it. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's a super about. super long episode next week. I'm I'm curious to see what happens with between uh, Davos and the Red Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens with Euron if they'll even touch that because again I can't see. Oh, that's the thing I want to talk about. So Danny agrees to, I guess, grant the Iron Islands their independence as long as they broadly follow the rules that Danny sets forth as far as what an independent kingdom uh, is. That support my parliamentary democracy idea or no? Uh, not directly, I guess. Like, there's still going to be a queen, right? She's going to be the the de facto ruler like Well, that's what a, a, a par, oh, like a parliamentary monarchy democracy is still has a queen. I mean, you know. Okay. But the queen is not like the one making the decisions, right? Well, there's some kind of overseeing body. Sure, but she that. can like, you know, I mean, there's the I guess the great thing about the queen is she has powers like she can dissolve the government, I believe. Oh, wow. And she can like dec- I think the That the- seems like a last resort. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I that's if you like dig really deep in like the cool things about the monarchy democracy stuff is that, that the queen is kind of like the the ultimate well of power for the people. Like if the government becomes tyrannical, all the armed forces are personally loyal, like sworn loyalty to her and she can dissolve the government and say, basically everybody pick up swords and defend the people. And they'll do it in theory. In theory. Now, now, you know, what would happen is instantly it provoke some kind of constitutional crisis and God oh, knows yeah. what would actually happen, but it'd be, a, I mean, we be, don't have the equivalent because sure. the, the, our, our, um, you know, political figurehead is actually got real teeth to him, and he's like, you know, the he's a cor- he's a co- corporate man. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's a, the guy, a government man, a G man, if you will. Yeah, that'd be super interesting. I'd love to see that happen in the UK. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, I don't want to see any first world country go through some god god a god, goddamn civil war. Uh, I don't know. Watching from afar, that might be kind of yeah. Cool. Fifty years later, like, in history books, it right. would be cool. But I, you know, the re- resultant worldwide financial meltdown and instability probably wouldn't well, be fun. There will be right. There will be some fallout, but I just hope you have dragons, Elizabeth. I hope you have popcorn. Now she'll mount up on her corgis and run. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and ride. Those corgis assemble into one massive direwolf, like Voltron style. I think we have officially run out of things to say about uh, this episode. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones at baldmove.com, uh, forums.baldmove.com if you want to have an expanded discussion. But yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday to tear this thing apart and sure will. talk about what works, what didn't work. Again, I, I feel like that there's going to be a lot of fair criticism as far as the minutia and the tactics yeah. and like even the layout of the battlefield, that huge wall of bodies was cool, but I'm scratching my head. Like how, how the did fuck that happen? Did this happen? Yeah. Like, you know, the tuck- Were people climbing on top and dying. Yeah. Why would you climb on top? Can you imagine like that? I mean, I do feel like that, that Sapochnik, um, like did literally pull greatest hits. Like okay. if you take the, the, the war scenes from the top 10 most popular movies in the last two decades, they're in there. Right. So it's like the wall of bodies was cool in 300. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really fit this battlefield, but what the fuck? Let's do it. Yeah. And same way with the spears. So I, but so I mean, I don't share those criticisms, but I bet that's, if anything, the people are going to bring it down on suspension, disbelief, and predictability. But right. uh, to me, I was ready for it. I was ready for the good guys to win, but things look desperate. The other, you know, bummer thing is, boy, the, you know, yet again, Westeros has weakened and bled when the real war is still coming. Yeah. Like, this true. is thousands of men 
uh, of good and valiant men died for no real good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, what's what's the impact of that going to be? The last giant perhaps dying? Those are all interesting topics of discussion. But, yeah, we'll talk about that on Tuesday. Sure will. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya. Hey, everybody. want to talk about our club at club.baldmove.com. Uh, you might have noticed, hopefully tonight, that our website uh, wasn't being crushed by the traffic like so many Jon Snows beneath the uh, teeming hordes of uh, people desperately hitting F5 to get the Instant Take podcast. It's because Jim and I did significant upgrades. Uh, the only way we can afford to do that is because of generous people like yourself joining our club at club.baldmove.com. It's as little as a buck a month to join, and you get tons of bonus features like ad-free feeds, VIP form access, extra content. Uh, I think you get your, your dollar goes a long way, longer than the value menu at Wendy's for sure. Uh, I mean, what can you get, a, ba- a junior bacon cheeseburger, one? You get a whole month of extra content. Get nuggets? You can get nuggets. You can get nuggets. You can get nuggets for days. I might prefer nuggets. nuggets. Well, you can get five of them, to be fair. Okay. <laughs> depending on the lunch and depending on the month you only get like four lunches or five i mean it's it's yeah. it's, it's comparable it's in the ballpark just a nugget of lunch that's a all we ask that's <laughs> all we ask you can mail them through a p.o box uh but in lieu of uh, mailing us uh, dodgy chicken meat uh you can join the club club.ballmove.com uh we do uh, uh need and appreciate your support thanks